one. Good morning, traders and investors. Uh, we're in a trading range here, about a 10-day trading range in the bottom of the range. Are the bulls going to defend it again, just like the bears defended 4,600? We got some earnings, not a lot of good ones. I guess people aren't ordering pet food online or using AI. AMD's got a new chip. We got Mark Chaikin at 8.15 a.m. to get his reading on the market. Got Mitch in the Motor City. It's pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Traders and investors, we're bottoming just where we did in the last 10 sessions at the 45.50 area. Now up four handles at 45.60. Let's see if that trading range continues. Uh, the buck is pulling back 16 cents at 103.94. Little double top uh, on the monthly there. On the dailies, we'll switch those charts up in a second. Crude on the rebound after seeing that uh, 60 handle for the first time in months. We're up 83 cents to 70.21. Gold just in the 2000 handle up 240 at 2050 20. Silver up a few pennies at 2424. And you have Bitcoin in the red by $300 at 43,915. So when Mid says on the intro live from downtown Detroit, well, at least the last two days he's live for downtown live Detroit. Live from downtown Detroit. How is it, Mitch? How do you how do, how do you like the Motor City? Oh, it's always fun being here. Um, you know, one of the things is uh, it's a big office, right? You really get that feeling. And downtown being right here in front of the big Christmas tree, I mean, how could you not have that, you know, nice holiday feeling? It's a good time. They got the skating rink out front. I mean, there's there's a lot to do here in, in Detroit. Are you, I wonder why Dennis wouldn't move here with the skating rink out front. He could uh, – right? I yeah, thought, I thought he'd have a little hockey team out there or something. I talked to Money Mitch about moving to Detroit. If you think Mitch should move to Detroit, put a one in the chat. If you think he should stay downtown, put a two in the chat. And, and then here's another one, right? Uh, what do you guys think about uh, dressing up like this? Should we be just looking all handsome, you know? What do you guys think? Do you guys think we need a little sports coat action? Uh, uh, for you, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Joe said, "I'm ready to put a jersey on, man, uh, and, and no ties, no ties. It's it's not needed, right? I mean, I'll be choking myself all day long here. Uh, we we work a, a lot of hours, so oh, ties, man. Holy mackerel! It's been a few years since I wore a tie. Back at oldie at the oldie trading desk, and it, it was like you put it on." And you immediately undo the top button and pull it down. That's that's yeah. the way the traders did it. But uh, we got some trading action to get to. Let's get to it. Of course, yesterday a struggle. I mean, man, uh, I missed the rally on Tuesday. You know, I was kind of flying over here and I was kind of excited. I was like, let's go. Let's get after it. I want to see if NVIDIA can start running here. And uh, yeah, I got smacked uh yesterday and that happens but we got the quick pullback action and it was a, a broad kind of pullback right the only thing i saw up from the open was technology overall but everything else was red for the day so that just went to show us that yeah we we had a a really decent pullback the biggest pullback being in energy of course oh yeah we continue to see that declining pretty fast here i mean uh, especially Oxy, Warren, you better come out and start saving this because uh, it's about to blow through your zone. It is. It is. It's in the Warren zone here. Uh, just to talk about the market, uh, just in general, uh, SPY, let's see if it's as clear on that chart. 
No, it's not as clear for some read because of the 24-hour mark. Yeah, I guess so. But if you look at the S&P, I put this line in here yesterday. After a big move, right, there's always a period of con consolidation, and, and you fill, you know, you build the area. Well, we know where the support is, right? This 4550 area, it just over the last two weeks, tonight or last night, we got the 4875. The bulls are making their stand there. Now, yesterday, we rallied off bad data, right? We like bad data now yeah. and we got up to that 4600 area now the high of the move we have two highs one was a globex high and one was a uh or, or they were both for globex high but one in the regular session never saw it main thing the closing high print for the move friday 4600.75 that's the number you got close to that yesterday a little too much too fast so you got a trading range set up you have to respect the bottom of the trading range and i tell you the bulls the bulls get this thing over 4600 they get a strong bid then it's just another leg higher and i don't even want to do a measurement off the move that you had in november but we're just we're in a holding stage here and right now you have to respect the trading ranges I mean, if we take a look at the TLT and where that's gone, I mean, uh, I'll I'll put it to the high of yesterday, but that's that's a sixteen point five percent run for the TLT. I mean, that is. But, it, but you look at it, Mitch. It's like it's nothing. I yeah, mean, it, uh, if it, you it, scope it, out, if you scope out, yeah, it doesn't look like nothing. Yeah. Um, yep. And you know me, I like you to know look. It's at very the, similar. Uh, it's very similar to the run that we got in twenty two. Uh, that went to December, right? If you take a look at that, that was about a 15.7% run. And I'm talking between the time of, let's say, November 8th of 22 to about the 15th of December. Um, and then what happened after that, guys? Well, we started running into some resistance um, and then kind of started going sideways, then ran into kind of 23 where we went back down, right? Back below those lows. Um, I'm starting to think that maybe at least we've just gone too much too fast. Um, and it, it's time to at least give that nice sideways period here. I don't think it's going to just come crashing back down, but it makes sense for it to slow down. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, we got out some weak data so far this week, and now that's indicating, you know, everyone's looking for the cuts in March, and I heard someone say five cuts next year. I just think we just need to slow down with the cuts, slow down, you know, let the TLT, you know, run its course, do a retracement, you know, keep rates steady, get banks steady, maybe bring it down to get the mortgages, you know, get things going, but Man, right now you look at that. Look at the Toll Brothers yesterday. You look what's going on. I, I just don't see the whole rate cut. Uh, you know, early on in 2023 coming. Now a lot of things can happen. We'll see what we got. Uh, with the jobs number coming out tomorrow, and then next week we got inflation data. We're we're all just time stamping that inflation's beat. The economy's slow. We're going to recession. We got to turn rates. And I don't know. I mean, if, when there's too much conventional wisdom thinking the same thing, there just seems to have to be some kind of bumps in our own. Well, you don't like that conversation. Did you like the conversation that came out of Jamie Dimon yesterday? I mean, he, he, this guy that likes to be in the headlines, and, and that's one thing's for certain. Um, he went and stated that I've always been deeply opposed to crypto, Bitcoin, and et cetera, that if I was the government... I'd close it down. Um, comments like this, I mean, that's definitely going to shake up things in the crypto space. And the truth is, I just want regulation, right? I, I mean, he wanted to refer to it as kind of, you know, drug lords and money laundering that happens in cryptocurrency. And that's why the he'd shut it down. But I mean, I, I think this is also, we all know what it is. They want in, they want regulation. They want the money, um, and that, that's what it's all about here. But let's take a look at the crypto action. What have you been seeing at least here? Uh, to I'm, show just gonna go Bitcoin. I'm just going to yeah, go Bitcoin. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it's, what it's, are we seeing on the price action from Bitcoin um, to see that maybe this rally could hold up here? 
Uh, I mean, it's been a monster rally, a couple different legs. What I think what the bulls want to see is a similar pattern after you had the big ramp up to 39K. Uh, you had a week, week and a half where you had a trading range, a pretty big trading range, a consolidation, and then you broke out again. So here after another ramp up, Let's see if you get the couple days of consolidation and see if you can, uh, you know, break out of the top. But, uh, you know, you've seen it uh, a couple different times. Consolidation, uh, break higher. This was a, a little bit of a, 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 a shorter consolidation period. Boom, another move up. The monthlies don't give you a month. Uh, the monthlies, and I'm looking at the futures, folks. I like to look at the futures. And the futures, the next monthly target is 50K. And what also I'm looking at here, no one's liquidating. Um, I'm looking I'm looking at the open interest here to keep an eye on. And uh, the, the uh, open interest, uh, boom, 18K. I had hit on the first and... Uh, it's so it's come off a little bit. It's come off a thousand. So there is some profit taking. But you see the big down day. If there's a big down day and a big drop in orchard uh, open interest, that could be some longs getting the hell out of the way. Let's run through our top two stories of the day. Of course, Avi to acquire Saravel Therapeutics for a transaction valued at forty five dollars per share for a total equity value of approximately eight point seven billion dollar. And then, of course, I saw multiple kind of analysts coming out, Cantor Fitzgerald and Piper Sandler, both downgrading Cervell Therapeutics uh, from hold to neutral, um, both putting the price target at the same amount to 45. That's C-E-R-E -E for uh, Cerebral Therapeutics. Uh, and then AbbVie, of course, big company here, therapeutic stock. What do you think, Joel? Uh, kind of quiet here. Uh, the street, I mean, this is not, uh, I mean, they did pay a decent premium for it. Uh, the stock, uh, obviously, maybe some regulatory concerns, still three bucks away. Um, no one's really fired a shot yet here in uh, Avi. Now, Avi's a big stock, big market cap. They got a lot of cash. So um, I'd still be careful. I mean, you know, because sometimes, you know, uh, the larger players are like, okay. They're making this acquisition. They're spending money. I don't like it. I'm hitting the exit button. Uh, but right now in the pre-market trading, kind of quiet, down 55 cents. What I would do for this one, just, you know, because there's always a chance they still may go out and whoop the acquirer. Yesterday's low came in at 144.73. And it's a little bit wide open after that. So if as long as it holds yesterday's low, it's taking back uh, half of its decline from its October high, then I'd say the street doesn't care too much. But uh, take back yesterday, take out yesterday's low. And uh, I think you got some room on the downside. Dollar General with a nice little push here. Q3 EPS at $1.26 beats the $1.19 estimate here. Sales of $9.69 billion beat the $9.65 billion estimate. They do see same store sales decreasing in Q3, 1.3%, and still see a same store sales growth moving it for fiscal year uh, to actually decline to approximately 1% or to flat, they reaffirmed fiscal year net sales growth of 1.5 to 2.5%. So it wasn't the best report, but at least getting some decent action. You guys can definitely see that rounding bottom look on the daily chart. Now the only question is, can it get into that gap and maybe close it? Very close. Uh, this one, and uh, I remember we were, we were looking at it, we were looking at it and talking about bottom fishing at 100 and then uh, go, go if you got your pro handy, this yeah. guy nailed it on uh, December, October 12th or 13th was where the price action was. And this guy came out and he gave it a stamp of approval. And I, and I remember being asked about it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a big move. Maybe it'll come down and fill the gap. No can do, man. It just kept rolling north. So that analyst made a good call. I will, I would uh, follow him closely. The only thing I'm going to give on this one, I really can't give you support. I'll just tell you, in that gap down day, that horrible day in August, you had a high at 139.12. Uh, you've traded through that in the pre-market. You filled the gap. 
Now you got a huge gap to fill uh, all the way up to 154.38. But use that 140 as a swing if it starts to, you know, get a nice bid at 140 and know there's nothing in there. But if it gets above 140 and then, you know, comes back down through it, uh, you really don't have any clear support until 135.52. That marks the top of the range from yesterday in DG. Let's look at Dollar Tree, its sister. Uh, Dollar Tree, similar kind of move, trying to get back into its gap area. Also, when we look at this, we look at five below. Five below is kind of, man, that looks a hell of a lot better than the other ones. Yeah, it does. It's It's been able to hold up. Um, of course, uh, we were looking at kind of Dollar Tree. That's already starting to decline a little bit. Walmart keeps declining. The only ones they are kind of holding up to also in the, kind of the space, Target is holding up, Costco. But I don't know. It's a little bit of a mixed noise right now with these moves. Ollie, off of their report yesterday, kind of went right back down, closed near the lows. So that needs to start coming back if we're going to see some of these discount stores actually start making a, a nice little run. All right, let's go to our guest today, of course, none other than the legendary. Let's get to it. Mark Chaikin time. You guys out there, smash the like. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing, Mark? It's good to have you, of course. Founder of Taking Analytics, ready to talk a little bit about the markets. Um, it seems like we're in a little bit of a lull time. Of course, uh, we got ourselves a nice little Q4 rally already. Um, did we just get too much too fast and this is all we're going to get? Or oh, do you on. think Santa Claus is right around the corner? Yeah, You're missing the game here. Uh, we did hit my year-end target of 40 minimum, 4,600. When you get a big move like you had, one and a half to three days down in the major averages, one and a half to 3%, that's normal. Yeah. So I think we've worked off the overbought on a short-term basis uh, with a little weakness today for sure. Uh, I've seen people, uh, smart uh, traders and investors, stepping in and buying weakness in the tech stocks here. But um, I, I think we're going to rally into year end and you just got to get on board. Uh, you asked, Joel, you asked about support. I, I think yeah. it's a little, little lower. You're pretty tight there. I mean, you could break that trading range and, and flush yeah. out a couple of, uh, you know, wavering bulls. But 45.30, there's a strong resistance, which is pretty much the level that you were looking at. But I, I think there's absolutely lock support at 4400 hopefully we don't get down there but uh it would take some how can we get down to 4400 mark we're not we're not i mean i don't think so either no the interest rates would have to tick back up you know bond market would have to crap out that's not happening are you worried that uh that rates are coming down too fast here i mean you've had some big moves and uh you know the bonds and tlt i mean just like the market uh, force Powell and the raising rates on the upside. Are, are they going to do do the thing and uh, in reverse here? Because I I really don't. I mean, I've heard of five cuts in uh, you know in uh, two thousand twenty four. I've heard one cut. I mean, why why can't interest rates stay steady? Is that bad for the economy if interest rates are just stable? No, I, a stable is good, and I don't think they're going to force the Fed to do anything here. It's, this is just the bond market telling you that there is uh, no recession. And uh, the bond market knows more than the stock market typically. So um, I think what you have is a wonderful interest rate environment. The banks are amazing here. Uh, financials, they have been for two months. We've been recommending the more conservative banks. And... Which ones? Um, what are the more concerned? J.P. Morgan? No, I don't want to go there. Uh, PNC, I love. Um, okay. BK. And then Truist, uh, TFC, which is down in Florida. It used to be, uh, I forget what it was. But what they, was they it? All, it was, um, I don't know. They have a good investment banking department. Very good small stock research. It's a merger, I think, of, uh, you know, some... North Carolina Bank and Truist, but and uh, the bank down in Florida. But all of these look great to me. 
I'd stay away from BAC and JP Morgan. I think there's more juice in the other names and less exposure on the, uh, you know, on the international front, on the trading desk. None of these companies have big trading desk exposure or bond market exposure. So that's a package that I love. Uh, Bank of New York, PNC and Truist. But I love the conversation about the, the retail space. Dollar General still has a bearish rating in the power gauge and it's been underperforming for so long. I just wouldn't touch that. Uh, yeah. AbbVie has uh, just reacquired a bullish rating, so I'm more inclined there. But uh, healthcare is really tough and uh, it's a tough place to be right now. The closest, the stock that I really like in healthcare is CVS. I think that they, CVS. What do you like about CVS? Well, the, the power gauge likes it for one, and ah. it's been out. It's starting to outperform the market. It's breaking out of that double top range. So, um, you know, you've got a. I think people don't realize that they own a, you know, a health insurance company, and they're starting to leverage the benefits of that relationship within. Uh, store visits and, you know, that go beyond vaccinations. Uh, I just think it's a powerhouse. And uh, but here's where the real excitement is outside of tech. I mean, tech is just you can't even touch it until it yeah. pulls back a package of three retail stocks to buy. OK, okay. it'll be with them. Etsy. Etsy. Shopify. Shop, of course. And block. And block. Now that's an interesting one. Block are emerging from a base, and there you just need a pullback to a rising twenty-one day average if you get one. Uh, but with block and Etsy, I think you can almost reach for them. Which I, you know me, I'm not. I don't like to buy strength, not, not you know, at the upper bands. Uh, but Shopify, you got to wait for it to pull back to a 21-day average to have a comfortable entry point. It's not going to—I don't think it's going to go much below that. But everywhere I went in doing my holiday shopping, the shopping cart was Shopify, and they're—they're they're doing nice deals with analytics companies and tie-ins. And same thing is true with Square. Uh, you go to a farmers market up here in Connecticut or Block. Symbol SQ. Go to a farmer's market. You uh, go to a restaurant now. You see uh, even a taxi in Baltimore. You're handed that little cube. Mark, so, do you know a, a little bit about Toast? I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, but, uh, you know, kind of similar payment uh, processing stock. Um, I know Kathy just jumped into that one, too. Um, let's so take a let's take a look at the what's the symbol? T O S T. Uh, power gauge is neutral minus, which means it's been in a downtrend, but the factors, the underlying factors, are bullish. I'd rather buy block. Block, block has no. been block has been through the ringer, and it's now in an uptrend, and it's starting to see the relative strength outperform. You're you're bottom fishing and toast, and you know me in bottom fishing. It doesn't get along well. It's like when, it's like right. when I eat too much cheese. <laughs> Another space that I've been seeing that has been really hot is the industrials. I mean, XLI has been just ripping to the upside, um, whether that's GE, Boeing, but anything that you like in the industrial space here moving forward. I am focused on it, so I'm going to go into the power gauge on our platform um, I see a name in there that well, GE has had a bullish rating for a while in Granger, but I think they're played out. Uh, I see a name that may work, which is United Rentals, URI. So if, we're going into a, if we're going into a strong economy, mm -hmm. URI is a, a really interesting name. Um, and, and like you just mentioned, um, and Joel, you're on mute just to mention, uh, but I think that you, you're seeing it as kind of the opposite of what a lot of is out there on the streets right now, expecting for the recession, the consumer slowdown, and you're seeing a strong economy uh, going into well, next I'm, year. I, the, 
<laughs> the numbers out of the uh, federal government tell you it's a strong economy, 5.9% in the third quarter, and now they're, they're estimating positive GDP growth in the fourth quarter, uh, and that was not the case a month ago. I don't know how strong the economy is, but I can tell you that um, consumers are buying high-ticket items, and that tells me that this is a market that has legs. Now, you know, what happens in January, February, I don't know. But through year-end into early January, I think the major story here is the RSP. If you compare it, that's the equal weighted S&P. Yeah. And everybody was ragging. How many bears did you have on who said, well, it's only seven stocks carrying the market. This was at 4,100, right? And 4,200 yeah. on the S&P. Look at that nice chart pattern on the daily and compare that to the S&P where we've had this congestion area that Joel pointed out on the SPY for the last uh, really seven days. Look at the difference between that and the RSP. And that tells you that market breadth is improving. Uh, stocks are you know, being bought that are outside the Magnificent Seven. And that's really healthy for the market. Very healthy. A little bit more. Yeah, the IWM uh, picked it up one day, gave it back the next two days. But that's uh, trying to form some support. We're on the line with Mark Chaikin. He's the founder of Chaikin Analytics. Joins our show every couple of weeks to talk about fundamentals and technicals. Mark, things are slick in the oil patch here. Uh, I know it's good. It's good for the airline stocks. And Mitch made a great call yesterday talking about the airlines getting the big boost. Uh, the cruise lines, people are out there spending money, traveling, moving around. But uh, you know, let, let's, talk about, let's talk about what OPEC did, what the reaction is, and uh, where you at on crude oil. I'm, I'm a perma bear, but that's just me. Uh, I don't quite know what crude oil is doing, but I look at stocks like Valero, which I have liked for a long time, and it's going nowhere. And so that tells me that you're you're probably on the on the right side of that bet. Um, I, I don't see a lot to like right now in the energy complex. It's it's seasonally a bad time for natural gas. So some of my favorites there, like EOG and EQT, are lagging. Uh, after some pretty good moves. So uh, I'm going to let the market tell me what to think about oil and the market saying, uh-uh, not going anywhere. And especially if we're talking about China week, which is clear in terms of economic power uh, and an economy that may be slowing, I don't see oil spiking up very much. Uh, what about the geopolitical situation, Mark? I mean, it uh, you know, we kind of put a war in Ukraine behind us and the market continued on its merry way. Now, have a little bit different of a global crisis going on here. Is uh, just going to be when market just do what it does and just kind of puts on the blinkers or do you see other implications? Well, unless it broadened out to encompass Iran and their network of terrorists, uh, remember the market do, does like war. It, for whatever reason, it likes decisiveness and decisive action. I, I don't see the geopolitical as being an issue right here at all. Uh, again, and, and even if Iran, you know, even if there's a missile fired at some, you know, some ship, that'd be a buying opportunity, like in a heartbeat. All right, team, I'm going to bring in here initial jobless claims, 220,000 versus 222,000 was the estimate. Uh, so just slightly off there, still showing underneath there on the initial jobless claims. Um, it's been a little bit of a back and forth there, whether good news is bad news or bad news is good news. But uh, are we getting any type of reaction off of this number, Joel? No, I suppose are just no. hanging up near the, yeah. you know, near the highs of the session. Uh, we got the, you know, we, uh, we get the jobs number tomorrow. Uh, of course, that will, you know, that's the most important. But from what the, from the data that we're seeing, uh, you know, the, the job market is uh, is loosening up a little bit. And that's exactly what the Fed wants. It's just my, yep. my question to you is like, how long is bad news going to be good news? 
I'm not sure this is really bad news. I think this is more of a Goldilocks market, not too hot, not too cold, just right. What I'm seeing though, looking at the intraday futures, I have, I put up tick charts, uh, 4,500 ticks is what I trade if I ever trade the E-mini. And there's almost no volume in here, Nothing, which tells me something. It tells me the algorithms are not active, which is great because I'm not seeing, we haven't even formed a new bar since that news came out, which basically says that there's not a lot of participation in the E-minis. And that's a good thing because uh, the, you know how the algos can screw up your life and your game plan. What, what are you absolutely avoiding? What absolutely is on the do not touch list? Uh, consumer staples, utilities, um, even even with the rally in the bond market, you're staying off the utilities. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, having breakfast with your grandmother. It's it's not very sexy. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, it's like kissing your sister. It's nice. Well, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's yeah, something. breakfast yeah. with the grandma. I don't think me or you have had breakfast with our grandma. Oh, uh, I wish. Wow. Don't don't you wish? <laughs> <Bill>? <laughs> all right, all right, Mark. We're gonna we're gonna do. We I know we changed your schedule up a little bit. We're gonna get you up uh, one more time uh, yep. before the end of the year. We'll have a quad witch in there, so we'll get you ready Ooh. for. You. Yeah, we got the quad. Yeah, what's this? This is uh, this will be our second Friday, so the quad which will be next week. That's correct. Uh, yeah. But as always, it's uh, it's great. Uh, do, do you know where Dennis is at? I do not. He's mm. at Disney World. Oh my God! The house he's, of he's, spend, he's spending some of those trading profits. That's he is great. getting out of the house, and he's, he's getting pictures. out of the getting out of the building. Hopefully, yeah, he, yeah. hopefully, he doesn't have such a good time that he comes back and recommends Disney because even I, I, even with corporate raiders there, you know who I think is having I'll, the I'll make best. Sure that one, Mark. You know who I think is having the best time on his vacation. His wife. She didn't go. She let Dennis take the kids. And she's oh gonna, wow. She, She's got peace Man, and quiet, she's Laura. She's yeah. honey, honey, he took the kids. <laughs> That's <laughs> the And by the okay, way, Mitch, Mark. I, Mitch, I like the new look. I, I appreciate it, Mark. Have a great one. It's always yeah. great talking to you, of course. Enjoy, the legend guys. that is right Mark Jenkins. Guys, uh, check out uh, Chicken Analytics, of course. I'm sure they have some great uh, holiday specials. So definitely check it out if you guys haven't done so before. Of course, we all know Mark. I mean, he's literally created indicators that I use. So it's always great having him on. Let's get back to the market. How are we looking here, Joel? Uh, holding steady. Holding steady, Eddie. 45, 60, man. We've seen this area so many times. It's, uh, you know, it's ad nauseum. I mean, you got to respect the trading range. Right now, this 45.50, 45.60, that's been the bottom of the trading range. And the top of the trading range is 4,600. We will break out of this range some someday, sometime. I don't know if the jobs number will do it or not. But, uh, boy, Blossom Learning Center, I'm, this GRR, I sure hope it's not a penny stock. It is. It's a penny stock. Uh, <laughs> God, sorry, I was excited. The most you can lose is 56 cents if you buy that one. Uh, yeah. But go ahead, Mitch. I saw the stock. They asked about it a lot. I no, should have pulled it up friend. first you're to good. see if it was a penny stock. Continuing claims down 64K to 186, 1.86 million. So uh, right, let's go to a, a good story and then a bad story. We'll go to okay. Variant Systems here, trading higher after the company reported better than expected Q3 financial results here. They beat on the estimate. Uh, they came in with 65 cents, beating the 57 cent estimate. Sales of 218.67 million beat the 215.9 million estimate. VRNT, it's trying to get into that gap. I mean, yeah, I think everyone will be looking at it just like we've been seeing multiple gaps doing this kind of rounding bottom look. This one's kind of more like a V, but let's see if it can get really into that gap. Yeah, you would have loved to be, you know, be in front of your screen when this thing went through like 25 bucks. You had uh, like three or four highs in that area. It took that out and going all the way into the 26 handle. So that old resistance, I, I think we'll have the new support if you do fall back here. The big number is 28. You gap down in September. You had a uh, 27.90 high, right? Boom, right there. 
Was it 27.90? No, it was 27.93. So that's a big target up the upside. And then to get into that gap area, a uh, little ways away from now, but uh, definitely got the momentum going. Uh, let's see if that former resistance holds that support. And you get into 28, things get interesting. Uh, you got uh, really open price action from 27.93 to 30.61. C3AI, of course, and um, man, I still remember when they did their AI investor presentation, they didn't really surprise me, and I think the price action is telling us that too. Let's take a look here. Adjusted EPS had a loss of $0.13, cents, beating the loss of $0.18 cent estimates. Sales of $73.23 million missed the $74.33 million estimate, but I mean, you, you guys see it there, $73 million. I mean, I think it was given a lot more love just because of the ticker. We all talked about Big it. Great ticker. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that can help. It really can keep a company up higher. But the truth is, this is no competitive advantage AI over plenty others in the space. Uh, this one is a, it just has periods of consolidation and then it decides to make its move. I'm what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, I'm going to go kind of wide here. We've been in a trading range uh, for quite some time here. And this has been the bottom of the trading range. It comes into 20, 2350 to 24 area. You're still two bucks away from that. Uh, so the next daily low to contend with. Uh, 26, I mean, there was a, a small gap at 26, 26, uh, or no, not. There was a daily low at 26.04. You went out underneath that in the, in the pre-market. I think the Bulls absolutely have to defend 26 here. I'm looking at this move, 20, uh, 23.50, let's call it, uh, 32, 50%. It would take you right back into this area too. So very important for this to... Hold, you know, 25 and a half, 26 area. Uh, get build a couple days and then turn it back around here. Down 297 on pretty good volume. Let's get to the pet store, our online pet store. And I know Dennis should be here to make fun of pet stores that are online. But uh, let's take a look at Chewy's adjusted EPS coming in at 15 cents, beating the six cent loss estimate. So pretty good beat there. Um, but sales here missing at 2.74, missing the 2.76 billion estimate. They do see Q4 net sales at 2.78 to 2.8 billion, cutting the fiscal year 23 net sale outlook from 11.15 and 11.35 billion on the high end, now down to 11.08 and 11.1. Uh, so even on the high end, not hitting that lower estimate that they gave last quarter. Ah, uh, boy, oh boy. Uh, back at old time lows, folks. Uh, the old time low here in Chewy is uh, 16.53. Uh, in the pre-market, you got to 16.83. So there's potential area of support, 16.5 to the $17 area. Absolutely has to hold in there. Uh, to start to get into yesterday's range, any kind of rally. The bottom of yesterday, yesterday's range is 1868. So that would be your resistance. So, not that I'm buying it, but you're getting a reset on the buy at the lows of the move. But you know why I can't say anything bad about Chewy? Why? Because they sent Perry a birthday card. Oh, yeah, they send birthday cards all the time. I love those. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Perry Perry turned 16 years old. And they sent her a card. So hey, that's why I can't say anything bad. Not that I'm buying. I mean, we get deliveries. I mean, almost every. I mean, we get deliveries from there for pet food. We get it from Amazon. And then every, every once in a while, I have to run around a quarter to what? Pet Supplies Plus or something. So we're yeah. different. Even, uh, you know, who also has some dog treats? Like anyone really cares. Um, Trader Joe's. You got Trader a Trader Joe's, Joe's down by they you? Got, they got everything at Trader Joe's, man. What yeah. don't they have is a better question. Do you? Uh, you got one near you? Yeah, yeah. Down in uh, Charlotte, yeah. There's, there's quite a few. 
All right, let's say um, the chat wanted to take a look at it. I'll, I'll just do a quick mention on it. The disaster that is Wolf. Um, we can just bring it in. W-O-O-F, uh, right? This has been a disaster. Um, I thought for some reason maybe they could have a good stock. I mean, everybody sees these around everywhere, right? I mean, if you don't have a Petco within five miles, you probably live in the boondocks, but... I mean, let's just be honest. This company is just a disappointment. I mean, it just keeps coming down. I think it disappears at someday. Uh, it had a rally. It's down a down a dime here. Kind of technical here because you made uh, the new all-time low there. And uh, at uh, boom, 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 263, you had a nice little gap fill. Uh, when you came back up to the, you had a low at uh, 363, and that's where the highs were the last few sessions. So trading technically, three lows at the 340 area. It's down a dime today. Uh, I mean, you could even do a little retrade, about a two buck, no, about a buck move on this, 50 cent move. Maybe if this comes down into the lower threes, maybe you take a look at it. But uh, I think we've gotten, I think so we got some of their food. I'm not as familiar with this company. Uh, SP's catching a little bit here again, uh, just kind of moseying up just uh, through this area of just not much between this uh, 4550 and 4600. Uh, just uh, an open zone here for right now. Let's get to, of course, we can't do a show and uh, not do the today. GameStop coming GameStop. down. Uh, loss of one cent here. Uh, sales at $1.08 billion versus a $1.18 billion estimate. So, uh, Ryan Cohen, you got it to maybe a break-even quarter. But uh, this is not looking good, guys. <laughs> not looking good trading on the lows of the pre-market session uh if you're a gap filled trader here uh you got a gap at 13.55 so boom this is it up at near 18 bucks the other day uh boom not really bunching in the pre you know not really showing me a major bid here in the pre-market that this gap filled but you definitely got someone nibbling and why not? I mean, if you had a, you know, you got caught on the short on the recent run up. Uh, so not short. There's a buck a quarter in the hole. Let's see if we could find uh, some. That was a big candle the day that it uh, uh, went from 11.89 to 13, closing at 13.49. This 13.50 area, big for potential uh, support in GameStop. I haven't looked at the other mean stocks. AMC not doing much. So. Uh, yeah, triple B Y. What's the new symbol? What uh for triple B Y? There's uh, who the uh, someone took it B over. It's still yeah. really B B what B O N. I don't know. I can't remember. I accidentally I, pulled it up. Yeah, I'm sure the chat will give it to us. I I, I know it's triple B like something, but I, I forgot about it. I know it uh kind of went with overstock, right? B Y O N B Y O N. There it is. B Y O N. There it is. Oh, so it's beyond, just beyond it's just Woo! beyond. Just, Look at we, that. We got rid of we, we went on a on a diet. We took some of those weight loss drugs. We got rid of the rest. We're just gonna stick with beyond. Look um, at that move. A, a, this is, well, we know where it, it came from, right? Overstock, right? I mean, this is essentially overstock. Overstock loves to do fast trending momentum style moves. You got to be careful because when it comes down, it comes down fast, but it also comes up just as fast sometimes. So OSTK is gone. So this is it now? BYO. Yeah, yep. So they combined, ah. uh, they put the IP. Um, they're able to use the Beyond name, right? And uh, the, the key there is that they felt that Overstock was viewed as a place where you get discounted goods because they were overstocked. But that's not what Overstock is. It's just a retailer, um, like let's say a Wayfair or something like that. The only thing they had to do was get rid of the 20% coupons. <laughs> that's it, man. Uh, just don't coupon yourself to death. That's a, a really good uh, example for companies to learn. I mean, they're not the only company that's ever done that, right? Um, I would rather have lower price point and try to tighten the margins that way to get your customer to come in 
then have high price point and just offer these discounts that eventually just dilute your brand anyways. But hey, let's move on. Let's go to ChargePoint. Uh, you you want to look at Wix there? Well, that was interesting. No, I, I don't know why I brought that up. No, ChargePoint, what's going on? It's, uh... All right, Q3 EPS coming in here at a loss of 43 cents, down from a loss of 25 cents year over year. Revenues missing here, the estimate, 110.3 million, missing the 122.40 million estimate. Uh, networking. Uh, network charging systems revenue for the third quarter was at 73.9 million down 24%. This is like their main business. Not what you want to see there. Subscription revenue um, was at 30.6 million of 41%. Gross margins in the third quarter was a negative 22% down from 18% year over year. So they just can't turn the margins into a profitable business right now. And with, the charging station revenue going down that's the exact thing you don't want to see um so this just doesn't look like a good story probably disappear um i know dennis has said that he thinks these will disappear and with that being said i think we're just going to get stuck with tesla charging stations around the world (laughs) yeah i mean i don't have much technical comments on this one yeah but ChargePoint, definitely something to keep your eyes on. And there's a couple of these companies that might leave us, like EVgo um, is also in that $3 stock. Um, something's coming for these. Unless they can figure out some kind of deal that can bring back the sexiness of, this, of these stocks, they need some partnerships and they actually need to make revenue here. Um, doesn't look like anything's going to change anytime soon. Stiefel initiating coverage on Rivian. Did you guys like catch it. the Rivian move yesterday? What a rip. I was looking at it and I was like, I, yeah, that's a nice move. And then I look at it an hour later and I'm like, no, that's a really nice move. Man, this thing just keeps going. It doesn't want to stop. It ripped yesterday. I mean, what, what was the opening price? I had like 1747 and it got all the way up there to what 1942 yesterday. That was a big move, and it's uh, right now in the pre market. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, yeah, well, yesterday set up, you know, how we like to, you know, uh, look at the uh, look at the opening prices there. Uh, 1741, which you closed yesterday, slightly higher open, one tick below the close. It went one tick below, and then it caught a bid. Uh, so now it's trading up. Stiefel's pretty good. It's up eighty-four cents. You know, it, you can you you can chase these things uh, if you want. But I think I would just going to go a little bit longer term here uh, for Rivia because I do. You know, if this thing it has turned the corner, I uh, always like to you know take a look. I mean, this was a big move. I mean, this thing got up to twenty-eight bucks. And then went down to 15. I mean, why the heck not go to the 21, 22 and a half area? Um, I'd say for today, for today, you haven't quite hit 20. There might be some people at 20 as uh, after you had the initial bump down. You had uh, three, four, four out of six highs at that $20 area. So I'll look at that as potential resistance. But if you're buying something off an upgrade and it's trading up a lot, you want to see immediate voucher. You want to see immediate bid and then get up to that $20 area. Big all range yesterday. Well, you haven't even... Actually, you haven't even taken out yesterday's high yet. Uh, yesterday's high come to where, where we're currently trading. Yesterday's high is at 1942. Kind of close near the low of the session. So double check here. Make sure you take out that previous day high. And people just may be selling into the steeple up uh, initiation of coverage. All right. We do have some stocks that will be coming tonight on earnings. So let's just at least give a little preview here of what's coming tonight. We got AVGO. So that's definitely a high price stock. And of course, it's been really hot. But this pullback to the 50 exponential moving average seems kind of interesting with that kind of 900 right below it. You look to the left, you see some kind of closing prices that looked interesting on October 13th. Maybe those are starting to act as support here. What are you seeing on the chart, Joel? 
Uh, just the way you've had this uh, pretty significant sell-off in November, kind of going contrary to the market or the S&P, since, at least since November 20th, you basically went from a grand almost down to 900. So I'm just going to look for, see if anything around 940, 950 uh, on a pop. I'd see 942, 42 as a potential resistance area. Of course, you can figure that exact 50% retracement wherever that comes in. But just ballparking it here, you know, people that got caught in this dip, they might say, hey, you get back to 950, I'll let it go. Um, on the downside, if you lose 900 off this report uh, or the current low, uh, next daily low doesn't come in until 876, uh, 16. But uh, just check where you're. Check where you're, you know, we know over the years, looking at the, what the straddle prices are on these things could be mm -hmm. a pretty big determinant. Not always, but a pretty big determinant of, you know, where when moves uh, expand, you know, where they go to and if they're going to stall, where they're going to stall. Lulu uh, tonight also. So, of course, uh, Lululemon's been on a big rip Uh this has played into seasonality also, and I think, you know, at some point you got to be careful here because it's been quite a run. Lululemon. Did someone downgrade this the other day? Uh, if they did. I thought I did. And they, they did. I it wasn't it, very smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, taking a look at that. Um, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Lulu, if you traded it, look on the downside – Head on a swivel uh, at 452.40. Uh, that's a pair of lows from um, Monday and Tuesday. It takes that out. I think you see yourself in the 440 handle. Keep an eye on that. Always just for now, keep an eye on the high of the move, 467.63. Not too far away from that. Uh, monthly high comes in at that area too, right? The 467, just under 468. But we want to target on the upside, 485.83, all-time high in Lululemon. Yep, uh, uh, Lulu, two downgrades and uh, one upgrade. It was last yep. week. So It was yep. uh, on the 5th and the 4th, uh, Raymond James and Wells Fargo. So, okay. Uh, so there you have it. They Let's do AMD. Let's do AMD here. Yeah, let's let's take a little bit of we we got a little time here, team. We got about like seven minutes till we get to the end of the stream. So let's do a little ticker time, um, and run through some of the tickers that you guys want to see. So keep them up. What do you see in AMD, Joel? Well, I got some new. I think there's some news on it. Why don't you share some news? I think yeah. they're uh, comp get trying to get competitive with Nvidia. So while you're doing that, I will uh, take a look, see if anything's standing out to me on the technicals, mm -hmm. get rid of this line. This was obviously a breakout. Uh, boom. Let's see. Is this a pre-market, uh, pre-market high so far is one twenty-one ten. So you're a buck off that, uh, yesterday's high is one twenty-two eighty-three. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to that level on it. But uh, this is what I think you'd be key uh, longer term uh, for this. Well, first of all, you got a triple bottom on the bottom. So you know where your support is. You come anywhere near 116 and a half. That's a major level. We'll see if we can build some highs above that. Uh, but uh, basically, 10-point move. So getting halfway back here, this 121, 122 is halfway back of this little break we have. So it's trying. It's trying to do that. Uh, we'll see if it can hold up in today's session. Definitely getting a, getting a head start. Yeah, of course. Uh, so AMD, of course, ex extending its mobile PC leadership uh, with the Ryzen 8040, um, really trying to compete in the AI era, right? Um, and we all know that AMD was going to try to play catch up here. Um, and I think Intel is going to be doing the same, right? And so... Uh, yes, NVIDIA has gotten such love, but at some point, some of this business is going to go to their competitors. So I would continue to watch that AMD and Intel could probably outperform NVIDIA towards the end of the year. And I think that that makes complete sense, right? I mean, NVIDIA has had its day in the spotlight. 
of course I can see it maybe continuing and it's not going to drop anytime soon, but also how fast are you going to be moving up or could you maybe find a new opportunity to find that return like AMD or Intel? I actually like them both to perform uh, in this time. And we got to be looking to see if they can really start to compete against like an NVIDIA. Yeah, it's come down. It's had a rocky set, you know, rocky sessions up and down for NVIDIA. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. You were actually looking for this yesterday. Might have got there in the pre-market, but didn't get there in the regular session. Uh, 450 is a nice round number. Uh, so far, the low of the move has been 450.10. So I think it's important. You build, you know, you build a little base here for, you know, 448 uh, to, you know, 450 holding here. Actually, it already looks like he got three lows within a $4 range. Uh, did get up uh, to the 50% retracement. We were looking at that. This, and there also was a daily high at the 372 area, but just, just kind of came off with the market yesterday. But, uh, uh, you know, been under pressure. Let's see if all the sellers are out after that uh, that last earning, that but blockbuster earnings report. SPs back at the highs of the pre-market session of 14 handles here, 45.70. All right. I did want to add to that AMD. There is also a rating out there that's probably going to help it today. Raymond James maintaining a strong buy. It was a maintain, so that's why we didn't kind of mention it earlier, but they raised price target to 140. So that's kind of at least a, a good sign of, of kind of confidence, right? That's above your technical levels for the breakout above, let's say, that 130.79. Um, so let's see if it can get to 140. I mean, you're driving back up to maybe all-time highs there for AMD. So that doesn't look too bad. Keep your eyes on that team. Let's get back to the market. Let's take an overall look here. Uh, it's what, 8.58 here. Let's do Google. Google B. Google me. Let's do a little bit of the Goog. Um, let's see what's going on here in Google. Up right three and now. a half percent. That's a big old move in Google. Dragging the other techs with us. What do you got? News me on that one. Yeah, I, I, I don't see much now. I but think it was I'm something with the AI. I bet you I saw something. Um, actually, I had this up. Hold on one second. Here it is. Yeah, I'm seeing it now. Uh, looks like there's some AI talk here. Uh, Biggest uh, salvo against OpenAI with Gemini. I thought they were delaying that, but obviously they got something good. This is a big move for Google. This is a huge move. This is up almost five bucks. I can't remember last time Google has moved like this. Uh, so now where are we at? We're at 136.20. If you're a Goose trader out here, what you what you want to see is you get back up 136.96. That should be your target, initial target on the upside. That is your five-day high. And then it backed off to close that day almost three bucks lower. So that's a big level there. The next level after that is closer to 140. But this is a, this is a big move here for Google. Usually doesn't the, the range yesterday was two points. The range on the previous day was four points. So it's having above average range day. You're going to need a lot of volume coming here. Uh, push it up to, uh, as I gave you that number, just under 137. 136.96. So we can wrap it up with Google. Yeah, it looks like uh, they'll. We'll see if they can really compete with ChatGPT, right? Um, I use Claude in ChatGPT. That's Entropic, um, but that's what it's all about, right? Will Gemini uh, kind of actually compete? Will it get the subscription, the user base? I'll test it out, team. I'll let you guys know what I find, right? You know, one of the things of using all three of the major ones. You can find what works, right, and what doesn't. And some are going to be better than others. Uh, an interesting move is going to be that TikTok's parent, uh, ByteDance, is actually uh, gearing up to launch their AI. Uh, so get ready, guys, because soon there's going to be, what, 20 different large language models that you can be using. And, and, and you still got barred, right? I mean, it just goes to show you guys. At some point, the competition is going to be a lot in this space and they're gonna have to split the pie so i i don't see this as such a positive as some may see it but 
like always, we'll keep taking a look. Uh, last comments here. What would you see driving the bus today? Man. Um, I, I, I'm going to look to see if Tech can get another rally. Cause, yeah, uh, it, it is rallying here. Uh, it is. Uh, the good. I mean, I'm looking at the big boys. Microsoft was traded down a little bit. I didn't see any news on that. But, Amazon, man, your big boys, Apple, Google, Amazon, NVIDIA, Meta, all trading uh, smartly in the green here. We know what's drive the stocks. We are once again in this vacuum zone here we were down at the bottom of the range uh yesterday they scooped it up at the 4550 area now you're coming to the top of the range and got nothing for one but one stars in in here for you um i just have to say if i had to give like a like a middle area this 4576 area is attracted a lot of closes so if you want to Short-term target above the pre-market high. Yesterday's high is closer to 4,600, and we know that's the big barrier to get up to get above that to confirm another leg higher in the S&Ps. Joel, who will we have on tomorrow's show? J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 no other than Frank Holmes. Love to get his take. He'll be in heaven uh, his Jets ETF mm. is moving nicely. Bitcoin's moving nicely. He's also, he's also a gold bug. So we'll be with Frank Holmes tomorrow. Uh, uh, Mitch, another great show there, producing it uh, from the office. And uh, I'll be seeing you later on, buddy. Hey, man, I'll see you there, man. Uh, see you in a little bit later. I get to actually see Joel, guys. Don't be looking for me. <laughs> All right, Joe, have a great one. And guys, I'll bring you guys over to live trading. That's starting up next. Like always, we got a great day here at Benzinga. Going to keep going and doing shows for you guys. And let me know what you guys want to see, what you guys want to see more of. Do you guys like the, you know, the dressed up appearance? Do you guys want to see more of this? Let us know, guys. We're always here to try to give some feedback and listen to you guys because you guys run the show also. Of course, all the information today is for informational purposes only, not to be used as investment advice, and opinions do not represent those of Benzinga. Hosts and guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed today. Like always, stay safe out there, traders. Time to get after it. Time to go to my live trading stream. So you guys out there, don't go anywhere. Stay right here. Come check out live trading. If it's your first day, hey, let me know in the live trading stream. I'll make sure to give you a nice shot out. Let's get to the action. Time to get to the trading.